Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Intimate, true stories about the end of life, afterlife, and more. Call in to share your own story on the air. The number is 516-666-9881. I'm Dave Maroff, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Here are your co-hosts, Summer Bacon and Liz Johnson. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. From wherever you are listening in the world, welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Live from Sedona, Arizona, I'm Summer Bacon. And I'm Liz Johnson. We are the proud sponsors of Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary in beautiful Picture Rocks, Arizona. To learn more about what they do, go to their website at www.hoofsandhornsfarm.org. So today we are very excited about our special guest. He is a prolific author, a world-renowned paranormal UFO ET researcher, remote viewer, and has been a key lecturer at numerous U.S. national and international conferences, including the International UFO Congress. He has appeared on national television 35 times. We'd like to welcome to our show Tom Dongo. <laughs> Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Tom. Well, it's my pleasure totally to be here. I'm just Thank really, you. really, uh, really having fun already. Thank you. That's wonderful. We're really happy to have you here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so Tom, you have a, a, a book coming out, um, Merging Dimensions, The Incredible Saga of the Bradshaw Ranch uh, by you and uh, Linda Bradshaw. Right. And uh, this is a, it, 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 it's a, like a second printing or a, a revision or this one's uh, it's going into its third printing and uh, it's I'm, I've, I actually finished it at five o'clock this morning so it's going to go to the uh, the publisher pretty quick but it's it's uh, it's going to be uh, those are those that have read merging dimensions in before it's been updated uh, enormously uh, with uh, 32 pages of uh, very very interesting paranormal photographs that are real photographs wow. and uh, it should be out um, uh, you know I'd say w- within a month it'll be at the tributes in about a month and three of my books have gone out of print and I'm, I'm negotiating to uh, have these reprinted with another publisher right now so we're going to see how that goes oh wow that's awesome very exciting yeah yeah it's just a, such a such a joy to have you here oh well it's, I enjoy it you know it's, yeah it's fun yeah it's fun <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else am I going to be doing? Watching TV, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to um, ask Tom questions, please call us at 516-666-9881. And please know that your calls will be answered in the order that they are received. So we truly appreciate your patience um, while you are waiting to be heard on the air. Right now we're going to take a short commercial break, and we'll be right back with our special guest, Tom Dongo. 
Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary is deeply committed to the animals who come here in need. They're either abused, abandoned, orphans, and sometimes just old and worn out, those who have no other options. But we see value in each of God's creatures. We give them a safe, happy life with friends, family, vet care, and great food. One thing they all have in common is everybody else gave up. But we need your help. We're a 501c3 nonprofit charity, and we need your donations to continue helping the animals who need us. Please visit Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary on Facebook or hoofsandhornsfarm.org. Thanks so much. Are your windows dirty again? At Ontiveros Window Cleaning, we offer cleaning services to residential and business properties while specializing in new construction. You are serviced by the pane and not by the hour, so you are guaranteed a quality clean. We refer to ourselves as window detailers with a nose-to-glass policy with flexible hours. So let us clear your views and bring light back into your homes again. Please visit our website at ontiveroswindowcleaning.com or send a text or call us at 801-949-0548 for a free estimate. Hi, Lori Lene, licensed massage therapist and owner of Raven's Call Healing Center in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. We offer several different modalities like therapeutic massage, fifth dimensional work with vibrational sound and light, classes and workshops to expand and grow your spiritual awareness, releasing the blocks in the body that no longer serve you so you can live a more vibrant life. Please check us out at ravenscallinc.com or give us a call at 928-202-1179. You get $10 off your first visit. Raven's Call, healing for your soul. And welcome back. You are listening to Until Death Do Us Part. And we're chatting with Tom Dongo today. And um, so, Tom, uh, you have so much information to share. So it's sort of like we're trying to do the the condensed version of Tom Dongo in an hour. (laughs) (laughs) You're a remote viewer, ufologist, and and, uh, vast wealth of information. What would you like to share with us? Well, when I do my presentations, I I I can talk with authority on probably 30 different subjects that are in a, a paranormal UFO extraterrestrial nature. Um, so actually anybody that wants to ask any sort of a question, we, we were going to uh, stick to remote viewing today and uh, that uh, we'll see how that goes. But I do want to shortly t- uh, just tell a story briefly that uh, a long time ago, I've been a remote viewer and uh, for a long time, I prob- I'm, I'm a natural remote viewer. I've always been a remote viewer. What remote viewer viewing is is projecting your your subconscious to a place time and distance does not make any difference um and it's easy to teach it's not it's not a um it's not a psychic ability it's something that can be taught to anybody anybody can learn remote viewing uh i've been trying to get around to teaching it for years i did for a while and and i'm I'm not uh, uh well i'm still trying but we'll see how it goes so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, just briefly, I'm going to mention something we were just talking about here. Uh, I used to go out into space and go on to alien spacecraft, and uh, you know, you know, I think you know, I thought I I better not tell anybody this. They're going to think I'm nuts, right? So so I'm thinking maybe I am crazy, you know. But you know what the heck? So at, at any rate, I uh, I I would go out on. I, it's easy once you and I can. I, taught this to people and it's very easy to do you can go out into space you find a ship there's thousands of them out there you can go onto the ship what i do is i approach this alien spacecraft and 
I get a feeling from it. I get closer and closer, and I don't, if I feel it's okay, it's good, I keep going closer. But if I get a warning not to get any closer to it, I leave right away because they don't play games. So I uh, uh, I was at a uh, International UFO Congress about 10 years ago, and the uh, uh, I, I was just standing in a group, and the guy behind, beside me was Joe McMonigle. At the time, he was the U.S. government's top remote viewer. Yeah. So he starts talking about how he, he goes out on, on into space and, and uh, uh, go, goes on an alien spacecraft. And, and I'm listening to him. I think, well, maybe I'm really not crazy. So, so then he tells the story about he went on a one and they didn't want him on the ship. They wanted him to leave. And he didn't. They wanted him three times to leave and he didn't. So they put him in a box and wouldn't let him go. And uh, he said he was terrified. Yeah, so so I you know after after he got through I I thought well I'm really not crazy I'm I, I'm not the only one doing this stuff and I never told anybody that before so remote viewing is a really fascinating subject it's it's an endless subject yeah that's incredible so um I mean so when you're so you went on the on the spaceship through remote viewing is what you're saying yeah you can project your your subcon your subconscious to anywhere uh, mm-hmm. anywhere anywhere yeah. time and distance or or Past, present, or future doesn't make any difference. It's uh, it's a wild ride, and and I, I really need to teach it because I'm I'm very good at it. Yeah. Um, the reason how I discovered that I was a naturally remote, I had a friend uh, in uh, Durango, Colorado, and he was here in Sedona, and while he was typing, he was a doctor. He was typing t- typing up a report, and by the way, I I said to him, uh, I said I said Tom, did you by any chance leave my books on your dining room table? Uh, face down. He, he stopped and he, he started thinking for a little bit. He says, well, yes, why? I, I did. Why? What, what, what? So anyway, anyway, that's when I found out. So then we talked about it later. That's when I found out I was a natural remote viewer. And we, he, he spent six months testing me to see how good I was. And it was amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, have, I have a question for you, Tom. Um, how does remote viewing compare to astral projection or astral travel? Is there there's any similarities? No. I, I, in my lectures, I get asked that a lot. No, it's a completely different thing. Uh, astral, astral projection is going out of your body, and uh, uh, remote viewing is not. It's part of your, your mind uh, being projected to a place. Yeah, now how do you see, I mean, I've, I've done remote viewing, and the way that I see it is, is oftentimes just as if I'm looking at a screen. And, uh, and you know, like almost like a movie screen where the, the curtain rises, and then all of a sudden I see everything in real time. Is is that the way that you see it, or is it different for you? I see it different, but it can be that way. I I um, I, uh, I I uh, I tell people to practice first. If if you're in California and you're from New York, go, go to your home, uh, uh, your home wherever you grew up, and just go in the front yard, look around. What what's the weather? Is it hot, cold, raining, snowing? And put yourself there, and you really are there. And look around to see if there's any different cars in the yard. A red car, you know, what's this red car doing here? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. Then check with somebody later on. Was is there a red car in the yard? They, if they say yes, you, you got it. You nailed it. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. I I used to take something and hide it in my house, and mm-hmm. um, and, and then when I would teach my students, when I'd have a class, I would I would ask mm-hmm. them to see if they could see it where mm-hmm. it was in the house mm-hmm. by connecting with the mm-hmm. object itself. But I wouldn't even tell them what it was. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they would they would know what it was and where mm-hmm. it was and everything. They would just they would connect with it energetically. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, that's an interesting subject because I used to teach psychics in, in when I was in Santa Cruz, California, and and I've I've tested this. People 
if you're talking about something, they can read your mind and experience what you're experiencing. So I have to be really careful about that, that I don't let people read my mind because I can project what I see into their mind. We used to do this with a red rose. I, I would, I would, I would hold my hand up in the group, and I said, "What, what do you?" I would visualize a red rose in my hand, and I, I would say, "What do you people see?" And about a third of it would get a red rose. Wow, that's great. Yeah. So, what are what are the advantages of having this ability, and how how can it be used? Uh, another good question. You know, you know, I stopped teaching remote viewing because because. Uh, People, I found, were using it to, to spy on a husband or wife or trying to win the lottery. Oh, yeah. The majority yeah. of people are doing that. But it, it can be used for, you know, uh, uh, positive things, you know, productive things that th- through your life that are not, that not, not harmful. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, I, know I did that with my uh, daughter, you know, when she would be late coming home. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, yep. I didn't know where she was, and I'd get panicked, and so I would just close my eyes and look for her, and then see her pumping gas, and say, "Oh, she's pumping gas." And a lot of times, the uh, that would, um, like other senses would accompany that, such as smell and things like that. Yeah, so exactly. Experience. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be, "Oh, she's just getting gas. Thank goodness." And she'd come home a few minutes later. Mm-hmm. It was pretty neat. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting yeah. that you said that because I was going to ask, you know, if there are other senses involved in this, or if it's all visual. Huh. Uh, I think everything's involved in it at the same time. You know, I, I was at somebody's house one, one time and, and their friend was, her, uh, a son or daughter was way, way, way overdue coming back from Phoenix. So I said, well, I'll, I'll uh, trace and see if I can find, uh, it was a, uh, it was a, 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 a guy, a, a brother. So I, tra- I went on highway 17 all the way from Phoenix and went all the way up and I found him in Camp Verde, which is about 20 miles from here. And, uh, I, and I said, uh, you, you said he was alone, and they said, "Yeah, he is. He's alone." I said, "No, there's a guy with a red shirt sitting right beside him, and I said, he'll be here in 22 minutes." He pulled into the yard 22 years, 22 minutes later, and he had a guy with a red shirt that he wow. he'd picked up in Phoenix with him. Oh my oh, goodness! Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's so awesome. You know, I was thinking about this because I know that you've had a lot of uh, experiences with the Native American culture, and mm-hmm. I I've been thinking about remote viewing in terms of is that something that that other cultures used before the advent of telephones and you know uh, internet and all those sorts of things? Like if you if you lost your your child or you wanted to get in touch with your grandpa or something across the miles, that you could go remote view or connect with them in that way. Is that is that something that you're aware of? Or yeah, you guys are asking really good questions. How do how do you think the Tibetans a thousand years ago communicated? Every, every Tibetan village, they had a person that was a remote viewer, and he he or she would go to all the villages and see what was going on and bring the news back. Oh wow, huh. that's, that's incredible. You know, I have to wonder. I mean, if if uh, you know it, when when we first had America, you know, when America was born, basically, if anybody did it back then, I mean, I just have the feeling these kind of things might have been something that it was natural to us, but we've lost these abilities and senses because mm-hmm. we're addicted to telephones and other things to do it for us. What do you think about Well, that? the Na- Native Americans still do it and they, they don't call it remote viewing. They just, that's just a natural way that they communicate with everything, yeah. other people, animals, the earth. Uh, Cause I spent at one point, I spent a lot of time with Navajos and Hopis and th- their culture is, is very different from ours, but, and they use these, they don't, they think nothing of it to use these abilities. It's just a natural thing that they do every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and, and it's, I, I guess it's important to not remote view without somebody's permission, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I used to get I used to get criticized for being reckless, and people used to get really mad at me. I do it all the time, permission or not. So yeah, I suppose it's not the greatest thing, but I, I have never had any any uh, bad luck or things happen to me ever. Uh, so uh, yeah, you, well, I don't know. It depends on the circumstance, but yeah, you probably should ask. <laughs> Permission. I, you know, one time I was in, when I was in Santa Cruz, there was a channel. Her name was uh, Marilyn, and I, I, I thought she was a fake. You know, I, so I, I uh, and she was a good channeler. So I, I was in uh, about twenty mi- miles from Santa Cruz, and I, remo- I was remote viewing uh, Marilyn. The phone rang, and she, she says, "Tom, I know what you're doing. Stop it and don't do it again." So I thought, wow, that's pretty good. I, <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty good validation right there. So I didn't, you know. <laughs> that's really great. Yeah, that could be embarrassing, you know. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could be, yeah. Catch them at the wrong time or whatever. Maybe yeah, yeah. it's the right time. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh, we had a call on our uh, on our landline. We have a landline uh, where people can leave messages, and we had a caller that I. Uh, wanted to play uh, I don't know if he has a question or what he asked for you Tom but uh, this is Willow John this message is for Summer and Liz and Tom my name is Willow John Colomer and I listen to the show till death do us part I really enjoy all of your guys' topics so I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story I had in Maui last year when I was living off the grid and we saw a bunch of UFOs my friends and I when we were over on the Hana side and we camped on the ocean we basically saw these UFOs come up out of the water these big, uh, and they come up right up over our heads, and then they would shoot out and take off, and then there would be like big motherships there, and then people thought, oh, maybe that's just a, a, you know, a sailing ship with some lights or something, and the other guy with us didn't believe it, and then after five hours of constant activity, he's like, oh, okay, I guess that's something kind of strange going on there, and so we just kind of sat there and gave respect to them, you know, and kind of it looked like they were maybe almost like terraforming part of this earth or, or, or dimension or something, and kind of coming in and out of it. And that's sort of what I think maybe UFOs are is almost it's almost a conscious like frequency that maybe it's not in this physical reality but in another reality we can somehow go to in our in our different uh, thoughts or our dreams or a different maybe conscious state. So I don't know whatever it is that's my story and I think they're out there and I think that uh, when we connect with them it's good to you know offer respect and offer also some sort of protection maybe around ourselves so we don't get into maybe the um, the grays or the ones that aren't looking out for our best interests but more of maybe like scientific features. So that's my story. I'll let you guys get back to your show. Thank you so much for everything and keep on rocking and rolling. All right. Willow John Colomer. Bye-bye. So, Tom, how can you uh, speak to that? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a good one. They, you know, the, the UFOs, they're, 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 they're so common. I've seen about 500 now, and I've seen about 200 actual metallic ships. I've had them within uh, less than 100 yards. And uh, maybe for another show, I, I, I have a powerful green laser that I, that I hit them with, and it, that really I get a, an amazing reaction for, from alien spacecraft with a powerful green laser. They always react. I, I think it sets off their defense systems, and they, and they prepare to shoot back. Oh, oh great. <laughs> yeah, because, because I've, I've seen the ship pulse, and they do strange things. Wow. Like, the, like the, their, their defense systems are powering up. 
But what he said was, you know, it's very, it's very, that's a very common thing, especially around Maui and, and, and uh, Haleakala. Uh, Maui seems to be the, the center, but, the, the, you know, the uh, extraterrestrials is something I've been studying for, you know, 40 years now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with them, I think. Uh, I don't know how they do it, but for, for instance, there was a, when I was in Santa Cruz, there was a man standing on Main Street, and there was a, a disc, gray disc, sitting right over Main Street. And uh, he was the only one that could see it. He watched people going by, and, and nobody else saw it. And so he started, he said, well, maybe I'm hallucinating. So he started down the street, and this, he saw his friend running towards him. He said, you're not going to believe what I, I just saw. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. So they both, only two people out of 100 could see it. So somehow the extraterrestrials are able to focus that vision so one person can see it. Maybe it's the extraterrestrials focusing that vision for certain people but then now that we're talking about remote viewing i've never thought of it like this but is it possible that those two people were remote viewing the ufo in another dimension without, no. without realizing good, good question no no because this is this is over the years this has happened so often to people that are completely oblivious that uh they'll be in a group talking about a wedding or whatever and, and suddenly one of them will see the ufo and they're the only ones that can see it so uh -huh. somehow these these extraterrestrials can focus something so that only one person can see it so i've i i've asked and wondered so many times people have been asking me why is it that one person and it's usually somebody like uh some of the the, the, con the earlier contact cases you know <laughs> i say you know Abduct me, contact me. I'm I'm ready, you know. But they always pick somebody, a waitress or a mechanic or a truck driver, that knows nothing. I says right here, I'm here, you know. Come and get me, you know, because I, because I, I understand I it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but it's just something they do that's beyond our our mental comprehension. Yeah. So so how many different species or life forms? I'm not sure how to even articulate this of of extraterrestrials are there that you know of? Uh, personally, that I know of, about 12. But the, the, uh, the, uh, the U.S. government knows of 77. And the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, extraterrestrials that people have talked to, they say, how many of you people are here? And they say about 170 different, completely different races of extraterrestrials. They're on the Earth. Uh, constantly are coming and going from the earth. That's why they 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 don't want to uh, openly interact with us. And the and the reason so somebody might ask, well, why not? Oh, I, there was a guy, a friend of mine, was uh, uh, Bill Hamilton. He was at the time the top UFO researcher in the world, and he was talking to an extraterrestrial. There, there are six races of human extraterrestrials that I know of. All the rest are humanoid. They don't look anything like us. So. This guy said, why don't you come in and stop us before we kill ourselves off and, and just blow up the planet, destroy the planet. And the extraterrestrial said, we can't because we will be held responsible for what you humans do. Hmm. Like Star wow. Trek, the non-interference non uh, policy. Right. Oh, wow. Right. Wow. You, you know, our caller uh, earlier mentioned something about protection, um, you know, because of the grays that you might want to have some kind of protection against the the extraterrestrials is that really something that you see as necessary i mean i'm not i'm not afraid i've seen the grays and they didn't do anything to me they were kind of freaky and creepy but um you know 
people get really, you know, they get really afraid about these sorts of things, but I don't, I don't hear a lot about extraterrestrials doing any damage, maybe some of the mutilations and things like that from, I don't know if they're even doing, if there's even that kind of thing going on anymore, the cattle mutilations that were going on that everybody said was ET. But um, what do you think about that? Well, if they want to get close to you, they're going to do it. The, the uh, protection I would have to say it would be useless because mm-hmm. their, their power is a thousand times ours. Mm-hmm. But I, I do know that they react to fear. They, none of them like human fear. None of them do. If you're uh, terrified or panic stricken, they, they will not come near you. And I, I don't know why that is, huh. but when on the Bradshaw ranch, we, we, uh, we were, we were able to experience that firsthand. For instance, one night there were 16 people out there uh, on the famous Bradshaw Ranch, and uh, a, a, a UFO ha- appeared. It's a long story, but but she was panic-stricken, and everything stopped. Is is when she was, uh, you know, ha- having this episode. Everything stopped. Everything left. So it, it's it's fear is the worst thing that you can have around an extraterrestrial. Huh? Why do you think that is? To be honest. We smell bad. <laughs> really? Yeah. And you're being honest, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, no, I'm being honest. Our pheromones would change. Yeah, no, they, they don't. They, when we're in a state of panic or fear, we don't smell. We don't mm-hmm. smell good. That's one of the reasons. Huh. That's fascinating. So if you don't want an extraterrestrial around you, then don't <laughs> panic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I just want to remind everybody that if you have a question for Tom or a story that you would like to share, please call us at five one six 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 six. 9881. And we are going to go to another short commercial break and we will be right back. I'm here with Julie Valentine, Sedona realtor and a good friend of mine. And uh, Julie has been doing this work in Sedona for a very long time. Julie, tell us about yourself. Thanks, Summer. I'm Julie Valentine, obviously with Sedona Dream Home. And um, I consider myself a real estate consultant versus an agent and really take to heart guiding hearts to their homes. It's our whole premise. We allow a lot of space and time for people to really tap into the right home for themselves. If you are selling and you are being guided to a new destination, we have the latest in marketing technologies for you too. You can find us at SedonaDreamHome.com or 928-202-2394. I am with Realty One Group Mountain Desert. Hi, my name is Michelle Wells, and I am the manager, stylist with the excellent team at Bella Luna Hair Salon, located at 3147 North Robert Road, Prescott Valley, Arizona. Our phone number is 928-775-6706. You can also check out our website at www.bellalunahair.com. Hope to see you soon. Have a wonderful day. And welcome back. You are listening to Until Death Do Us Part, and we will... We have a caller um, from area code 702. Hello, you're on the air with Tom Dongo and Until Death Do Us Part. Hi, Liz and Tom. It's Christopher. Hello, Christopher. Hi, Christopher. How are you? (laughs) I am doing wonderful. Really, really enjoying this. So I'm curious about... uh, So, Tom, what can we learn um, from these ETs? Well, good question. yeah, no, that's a good question too. You know, we, we, our mental capacity compared to theirs is probably 
you know, I, I hate to say it, but like an ant. I mean, they're so far ahead of okay. us. Even the, even, the, even the human extraterrestrials are so far ahead of us that uh, they, 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 they have to be patient with us because we're so far behind them. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the one that I know of personally is uh, in a case that I know of personally. They, they, they were a thousand, the humans, these humans were a thousand years ahead of us. So you can imagine what we would be like in a thousand years from now. They don't, they don't work with the hands. They do everything with their minds. They create, they don't do manual labor. They create everything with their minds. And so, and so do the, uh, I remote viewed, I, I asked an extraterrestrial one time, I was out in, in space on the ship and I said, can I probe your mind? And he, and he, he says, oh, sure. So he came over and this was a humanoid. It was not, looked nothing like us. Uh, they all have one head, uh, two arms, two legs, you know, uh, the, the humanoid one. So I did. I, at the time, I was very good at, at uh, probing minds, uh, reading minds. So I did the best I could with this extraterrestrial who was probably uh, 10, 20,000 years ahead of us. And so I, I got a, a very strange uh, knowledge of what they know. I could penetrate it was very this this, this uh, being was very patient stood right there in front of me let me do whatever i wanted to do and so i, I got a slight glimmering of what their existence is like and, and it and, and to be frank it's nothing like us hmm. we, we really are in the dark ages com- compared to all of the extraterrestrials so yeah but, but you know and they and they well okay i'm not going to go into that but but they do fight they do have wars they do huh? yeah they uh, do have wars yeah very interesting but some of them are very gentle, I guess. Yeah. Oh yes, Chris, Christopher. So I'm, I'm. Um, so what I hear is that um, us as, you, as humans using our our hands to to, to create stuff is a little, um, I want to say barbaric, but but that's not the right word. Yeah, so primitive. what we could learn. Primitive. primitive. There we go. Um, so so one thing that we could learn is how to. Um, kind of transcend using our hands to make stuff and kind of use our minds. Is, is that, is that, does that summarize? Good question. Excellent question. You know, it's my theory that we, we were put here by, by extraterrestrials 50, about 50 to 80,000 years ago. Uh, you know, and so now uh, we are becoming them. That's why they are so curious in watching us because we are developing their abilities so, so uh, that's why a lot of what's happening, especially with the human extraterrestrials, that's the reason they're watching us to see how far we've developed as compared to them. And we are getting close. Uh, there are a lot of people that are human, humans, uh, earth humans that uh, are very comparable to the, the advanced, uh, uh, the extraterrestrials. And they are trying, they are doing everything they can to help us, everything they can to help us, the human extraterrestrials that some of the non-human extraterrestrials are not. We, we could consider them our enemy, but all of the human extraterrestrials that I know of, six or seven races, are doing everything they can to help us. There are a couple of them that are indifferent. They really don't care what we do. But they all are trying to do everything they can for us subtly. Wow, fascinating. Well, thank you for calling in, Christopher. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Love you too. Love you too. <laughs> And uh, we have another caller from the 702 area code. Uh, you are on the air. Hello. 
Hello? Yes, hello. hello. Uh, yes, this is Ron B., a friend of uh, Tom's. Just wanted to comment and uh, reinforce the idea uh, about their advanced cloaking capability. Um, I was in a large Mexican restaurant one uh, day, and um, uh, this uh, three-foot ET uh, walked up to our table, uh, only visible by myself and uh, the next person next to me, um, and the other people at the table um, were completely cloaked. They um, just sort of in a trance state uh, and saw nothing. So, um, um, Tom, that, that's a good comment. Thanks very much. Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. <laughs> well, Ron, I know who you are, and I don't know who you are. It's people who want to attend. So, uh, uh, if I tell his history on it, but he was, Ron was on the original remote team with Swan and Russell Targ. So I've known Ron now for, I guess, 20, 20 years, and I, I know, uh, you know, I, I know who he is, what he can do. And Ron and I have compared uh, thoughts many times, and I, if I talked about what he and I both know, very few people would believe it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That, thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. Um, um, a bit, bit robust, but I, I appreciate it much. Uh, so let me sign off and then give the next caller an opportunity. Thank All right. You. Thank, Thank you for calling in, Ron. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And that uh, number to call again is 516-666-9881. Or if you would prefer to call in and leave a message on our landline, the number is 928-554-1289. I, I'm finding all of this just so fascinating. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> It really is. It's really something. Yeah, I, um, I I find Ron's comment about the cloaking. What can you explain what that means, cloaking? When he says that. Uh, cloaking. You know. You know. I I'm really. Uh, Holographic or something or. Oh, uh, you know, I I would probably use a different term. They, they can project an image into our minds, and they're very good at it. So in in that that would be my definition of cloaking. They they would project an image. For instance, I, one time when I was, I've done intense research on in UFOs and extraterrestrials. And this woman came to me, and I, I almost had to laugh. She pulled off the road in New Mexico, and she said there were, there were all of these eagles in, in, the, in, the, in the trees. Hmm. They weren't eagles. They were extraterrestrials. It was a screen memory that they had projected to her. Oh wow! So they can do that with, uh, with, with ships, too. You know, they can, they can uh, I'm sure they have, well, okay, to get... They, they most of these are interdimensional, you know. They they come between dimensions. I know I, myself and, and most prominent researchers know that for a fact. They're not coming from outer space. They're coming from dimensions. Oh. And so so they're again they they have abilities that are so powerful we we can't even begin what they can do with their 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 minds yeah. and their and their their uh, technological equipment. You, you know that's very interesting because what you were saying earlier about how. The uh, extra, we're we're becoming more like the extraterrestrials, and so when what you, the way you describe the cloaking and this sort of uh, maybe a holographic facade of of 
ravens or what or eagles, I guess it was you said the eagles. Um, <laughs> made me think of the band the eagles. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. <laughs> but uh, it, but it, it you know our technology is really not that far from doing that sort of thing anyway. Uh, you know with uh, with holograms and things like that 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 they can project even like, I think I remember at Disneyland, they had a big dragon that they projected and it's, you know, really could scare people or, or 3d technology that they have that, that can really trick the eye. Yeah. So I don't think it's too far away. So, I mean, if, if there's any skeptics listening and you know, it's, it's really not that far fetched. If you think about all of the uh, technology that we have now, like AI and other things that, that uh, a lot of things I'm sure we don't even know about yet that we have not been even told about. So does that make sense, Tom? A lot of the stuff we're using now has come from alien. It's been, it's been uh, uh, downloaded from alien craft, like Roswell. The Roswell crash really happened. A lot of what we have now, cell phones, computers, fiber optics, came from the Roswell crash. Uh, wow. Uh, the, the, wow. Day, the, the book, The Day After Roswell, uh, is um, Colonel, Colonel Corso. It is absolutely true because I've had friends that I can't name, I wish I could, that can validate that book, that yeah. The Day After Roswell by Colonel Corso, and it's all truth. So most of the things we have now that we can't control, we got from extraterrestrial crashed ships. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. We are going to go to a caller. We have a caller in the 928 area code. You are on the air with Tom Dungo. Welcome. Hello, Liz, Summer, and Tom. This is Blair, and I have two questions Hi. for Tom, if Hello. I may. We have a very strange uh, sound on the... Uh, yeah, very strange. Uh, yeah. Caller, can, can you try calling back uh, if we can get a clear signal? Certainly. Thank you. Thank you. So, <laughs> was that a uh, UFO sound? Yeah. No, no, my 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 friend up by Prescott, same thing. It's 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 a transmission from his cell phone. Oh, really? Same thing. Interesting. So weird. And huh? he, he can't hear it, but we can. Wow, how, so, how interesting. Yeah. So I have a question while we're waiting for the call to come back in. So is is there a way that we can communicate with them? Yeah, another good question. Oh, Absolutely. Good question, yeah. uh, you know, I've been I've been chasing extraterrestrials for thirty years. And, and uh, a lot of times they've been one step ahead of me. But if, if, if they want, you, you have to convince them that you, you want to talk to them. Uh, I know for a fact, because in, in the book, my book, Merging Dimensions, Linda Bradshaw and I found out early on, if we, if we were thinking of extraterrestrials, they, would, uh, they, they, they could read our thoughts. Because oh, wow. we tried it. We, we played games with them. Thought, mm-hmm. but we, and it, and it, so they read our minds. I have I have something I want to ask you about that, but our caller did call back. So uh, to honor this uh, 928 area code, we will see if we can hear you now. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me now? No, that's much better. Much better. That was just a little uh, UFO interference, I think, the last time. It sounded just like a, something flapping around or tapping. <laughs> yeah, I've been hearing some a breakup on some of Tom's answers on the computer. I wanted to uh, let you know that, too. So there's something going on um, on both ends, off and on. Ah, <laughs> uh, interesting. Yeah, Mercury but, um, is retrograde. <laughs> but, Tom, I have two questions for you. The first has to do with your relationship with the great Mexican researcher uh, known as Jaime Masson. 
who uh, you introduced me to back in 2003 at the UFO Congress at Laughlin, and he had videos where he took in Guadalajara and Mexico City of hundreds of white saucer UFOs flying overhead, something you never, ever see in the United States. And I wanted your comment. Why are we seeing them in Mexico and not over the U.S. of A.? You know, I, I, uh, I've been wondering that. It's, it's almost exclusive to Mexico why that happens. And I, I really, I, I don't know, but it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, Jaime Masan was, uh, and it's, it's pronounced Mausan. It's Masan, Mexican. I had a Mexican friend get have a problem with that. He said, oh, you mean Jaime Mausan? And I said, yeah, that's right. So anyway, Jaime, Jaime was going to move here uh, about 10, uh, 15 years ago to be in uh, Sedona. But so Jaime has an entire team in Mexico. They, they occupy a two-story building. that, that All they do is research UFOs, and, they, and that's, that's all they do. That would be probably impossible in this country, but. Yeah, thanks for that, Larry. That's a good question. Yeah, and you had a yes, question, Yes, uh, yes, I do. Uh, Tom and I, along with uh, filmmaker David Sarita and his wife Crystal and the late great James Law, witnessed our own UFO sighting in November 2006 outside of Sedona, looking into Sycamore Canyon. And to our eyes, it looked like a holographic projection, and it could have been one of our technologies. I wanted Tom to, if he remembers that sighting, if he would comment on that, please. Yeah, I do. And, you know, it, it could easily be a holographic projection. We would, we would not know unless somebody came and told us that it was. But most of the ones I've seen, uh, and, I, you know, you, you, you know my past history, Blair, the uh, – uh, for example, I was driving out of Cottonwood about oh, six months ago, and uh, this fireball came down out of the sky going about 50,000 miles an hour, and it landed in Sycamore Canyon. It stopped, and it landed in Sycamore Canyon. And, and I put, on the next day, I put it on Facebook that anybody, it should have been in, in view of thousands of people, and nobody else saw it. But that was not a holographic projection. That was a real uh, a craft landing uh, in Sycamore Canyon, which is a very bizarre, strange place to begin with, Sycamore Canyon. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. That is incredible. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Blair. Yeah. Thanks, Blair. Okay. And, oh, go ahead. For the rest of our uh, listening audience, if you have questions for our special guest, uh, Tom Dongle, please call in at 516 516- Six 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 nine eight eight one. Go ahead. Yeah, I you know I was going to comment on that last uh, comment that you made before we went to, to our caller about you know can we communicate with ETs and then my question was going to be why would we want to? Um, why? You know, for thirty years I've want, I've asked them and I've come close. Um, uh, Ron and I, the previous caller, we've talked about this a lot. I would. I, I have been around human extraterrestrials many times. I, I could. I could tell stories for the next two hours. Yeah. How, how this is, but we don't have the time. But they look just exactly like us. But they're usually uh, uh, more physically perfect than we are. They're, they're in better shape. Um, and so I. All these years, I said, let's let's meet somewhere and have a cup of coffee or whatever you guys drink. And I just wanted to visit with you for a while <clears throat> to talk to you and so and just talk to them. 
because I have interviewed, I think, 10 people now that have done just that. They've, they've, uh, they've met uh, a human extraterrestrial that proved they were hum- a human extraterrestrial. They were not a walk-in. That's mm-hmm. a big mistake uh, of people on, this, uh, on Earth make. They, they say, oh, it was a walk-in. Well, they're not. They're real human extraterrestrial from space. So, I, uh, I, uh, I, like I say, I, I have interviewed people that have done that. And what the experience, they, they, every one of them said it was a wonderful experience beyond anything I can describe, how, how wonderful these, these human extraterrestrials were. So that's what I wanted to do. I just come on and let's, let's uh, uh, you know, sit down and, and, uh, and talk for a while. So it's, they, <laughs> they're probably thinking about it, but they, they, it hasn't happened yet. I guess it's like wanting to get to know anybody, and I suppose extraterrestrials are just part of that. But uh, human extraterrestrial from space, do you mean that that is a, an extraterrestrial that has been in, like implanted in a, a human woman who has a baby that is then part extraterrestrial? Is that what you're talking about? No. No. The, the, ones, that, the ones that are, that are uh, like, for instance, the ones that are known as the Swedes, they, they all have blonde hair. We don't have the time, but I could tell some amazing stories about the Swedes, true stories. And uh, they're they're uh, they're uh, they're very very advanced from us, but no, they're from space. They are they are not any kind of a walk-in or you know tr- transfer a soul or whatever. They are a real being from out there. But they have human uh, attributes. Oh yeah, they're, 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 oh yeah, they, oh yes, yeah. yeah. Good question. No, yeah. they, no, they're just like us. Okay. But oh. they're thousands of years ahead of us. Wow. Oh, okay. That, for in, that yeah. clarifies. For for instance, Semyazi, uh, the Billy Meyer stories. Semyazi was uh, about 500 years old, and she looked 30, uh, looked 27. Oh wow! So, so Tom, what is their primary purpose to be here on the Earth with us? Yeah, you guys are really asking good questions. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean seriously, I you know I I do presentations, and and I, you know, I never I rarely get this questions this good. Oh, They're studying us. That's it. Mm-hmm. Period. They're studying mm-hmm. us. Uh, they, they want to see, and they, they're very interested in emotions, human emotions. They're very curious about human emotions because our emotions are out of control compared to them. <laughs> so, and they're, they're studying us. They, they want to, they want to, you know, experience and study what, what we do. They're scientifically studying us. And again, I could talk, I could tell two hours of stories about that. Wow. And where are they primarily from? Uh, you know, uh, you know, there, there was somebody that a scientist that said, you know, that's not just black space out there. It's full of living creatures, but we don't see them. So they're, they're from everywhere in space. Some of them are from, you know, a, a thousand light years. Uh, and, and, and OK, somebody would say, how do they travel a thousand light years to get to Earth? They fold space. A good friend of mine was Stanton Friedman, a nuclear physicist. And he, he uh, gave a, a lecture to 600 universities, and the whole basis of his, his lecture was he would hold a piece of paper, hold it flat, and then fold it. He said, this is how they travel a thousand light years. They fold space. Right. So it's not really the wormhole theory. No. No, okay. I, I, no I would disagree with that completely. Yeah. Okay. Um, you and I, Tom, we were standing outside uh, in West Sedona one night, and because I, I said, hey, I, I see a, a UFO. Remember that? The, there was a huge UFO next to the airport. Mm-hmm. And it was hanging around about midway up that mesa there. And 
you came out and you're looking at it and we're going and I said, is that a UFO? It doesn't look like Christmas lights or anything. It doesn't look like traffic lights. And, and you said, no, there's nothing over there like that. And no, it's, that's definitely a UFO. And it was round and it was, you know, had all the, the lights and the, the blinking colors and stuff. And we, we hung out there for quite a while, went inside, I think, you know, probably got some champagne, came back out and, and we saw, saw it again. But not once did either one of us go get a, fo- a, a, a camera, <laughs> phone, <laughs> camera, whatever, <laughs> it's all one, <laughs> and, and try to take pictures of it. And I, I remember I asked you about that later. I said, why didn't we do that? And what is that? Why, why are so many um, attempts to capture UFOs on, on video, on film, on cell phones that have this high-definition focus um, it's always this sort of jerky thing, which might be coming from people the way they hold the camera, of course. But, but also, is there is there something else going on here that we are unable to really capture this stuff? Although I do know that you have some pretty amazing photos that are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have one of the world's amazing. world's best collections of, of yeah. uh, ultra strange photographs. Well, for one thing, the shock value. I, I've had uh, things in front of me. I, I've had a video camera in my hand, and the shock of seeing this thing was so intense i didn't even think of the camera that was in my hand until this thing had gone huh. and uh they uh, so that that's basically it you know they're they're uh they're uh and, the, and oh yes and another thing i was going to mention there were eight of us one night we watched an alien spacecraft repairing being, being repaired out in the desert oh wow oh. and uh we, we were the eight people there we had three movie grade cameras that could film the quality was high enough and not one of the cameras would focus on the ship oh wow, wow. not one so do you think that that's a pr- protective mechanism that they have for the ships they mu- they must project some kind of a, a, a frequency that that uh can't yeah that you can't be, as i've had we, i had a, a ufo that appeared oh it was so often it was i knew it was going to be there so i borrowed a camera with an 800 uh uh, 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 millimeter zoom on it, like damn, that damn ship would not hold still long enough. Just when I get focused on it, it would move. It did it every <laughs> single time. So I, mouse, I, huh? I, I finally said to hell with it. I just, I just don't. I, I quit, quit bringing cameras with me. Right, right. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering about that. I thought, I thought maybe they, they are doing something to, to prevent it, but also mm-hmm. the shock value certainly. Or just the amazement. I mean, it was so beautiful that night. I don't remember being scared or anything else, but it was just mesmerizing. Absolutely mesmerizing. Well, we do need to take another short commercial break, and we'll be right back with our special guest, Tom Dongo. Hi, everyone. My name is Deborah Burton, and I live in Sedona, Arizona. I sell crystals and crystal pendants, crystal beings for lightworkers. I specialize in white satin porcelainite, angel crystals, and rare crystals of many kinds. I have lots of treasures, and I offer them for very reasonable prices. My website is metaphysicalrealm1.com. The one is a number one, and that is metaphysicalrealm1.com. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Dave Maroff, Transformational Life Coach and Spiritual Counselor. Are you feeling stuck? Can't find your way? have the questions but can't find the answers, Life Coaching can help you move forward from where you are in your life to where you want to be. So give me a call at 928-642-8443 
to schedule an appointment today or visit my website at www.davehartom.com. I'm here to help you. Have a wonderful day. And we are back, and we are just having a fascinating conversation with our special guest, Tom Dongo. If you have questions for Tom or have a story that you would like to share, um, please call us at 516-666-9881. And we have a caller from area code 928. Hello, you are on the air with Tom Dongo. Hi there. Hello. Hello, Lorena. Hello, Lorena. Hi, Lorena. <laughs> Hi, sweetie. Hi, Lorena. Hi, Tom. Good to hear you. Um, my question is, uh, oh, the other thing is a great show. Oh, thank you so much. Um, thank you. Yeah. I um, Are these gifted children actually um, extraterrestrials that are in uh, now? I, w- I would agree with that 100%. They're, they're advanced. They're, and I don't know why, but the, these, these kids that are being born now, I think, are being put here to change, change the world before we destroy it. Uh, they're, they're, they're like, uh, for example, yeah. uh, uh, Borisky in Russia, that what, he had knowledge that is way, 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 way beyond normal human knowledge. But no, I, I think they're being put here spiritually or, uh, you know, whatever, to change the earth before we destroy it. Wow. That's yeah, it almost seems as though they come without baggage. Yes. From the past. Yeah, yeah right. You, you they, they don't they, yeah, they they don't ha- they don't come with the the trash that we have. They they're very very pure beings. Uh so yeah, I I uh, good question. I I would agree yeah. that that's they're they're the indigos, the crystal kids are are, are you know, they're here to change everything. Yeah, why did we give them that name? I don't know. You know, a lot of times it, uh, we, there's no reason why people name things. They just pull a name out of the air. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. And there's a yeah. lot in the air to pull out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so uh, anytime you want to come visit, I face Thunder Mountain. Maybe you can point out some UFOs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That'd be fun, huh? Have you have you seen any there? No, I haven't, and I've looked, but they ain't talking to me. No. Well, maybe they no. will now because you got you've got connections now. <laughs> no, I got connections. I always had, but I didn't know it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you, thank you so much for calling in, Lorena. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. See you guys Bye-bye. next Saturday. Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. So we, you know, we've um, heard people talking about UFOs coming up out of the ocean. Um, I've heard theories or stories about there being a UFO colony um, or alien colony between Sedona and Cottonwood, and that it's underground and you can't see it. Is there? Do you know anything about that, or can you speak to that? I do. Most most of the, the bases are either in the, in the high places like the Himalayas or at the bottom of, of uh, 30 miles in the, down in the ocean or whatever. The deepest trenches are where, are where they are, and they, they don't necessarily have a base there, but they have an opening 
that goes into a base, but most of that's where most of them are is, is in the in the, uh, the the deepest part of the oceans where our machines can't reach. Huh. Interesting. Now, now, what about like uh, places like Machu Picchu? There's always been lots of uh, UFO sightings there. Oh boy, uh, yeah, um, Peru. Yeah, well, don't don't get me started. On Peru. <laughs> Okay, I re- I, re- I retract the question. Yeah, uh, no, no, there's, no there, there's something really special about Peru that that uh, uh, that uh, you know the Shirley MacLaine stuff and all that. Uh, he, well, Peru is just a hot spot. You know, it's just like the American Indians. UFOs and extraterrestrials are there all the time, and it's no big deal to them. I've talked to so many Navajos and, and Hopis and. Zunis that that they they they're, they're just there. They land their ships. They get out. They walk around. To us, it freaks us out, but not to them. It's a it's a it's a normal, uh, you know, uh, events of of uh, of uh, you know extraterrestrials. And they they just they they just they're grand. You know, they just uh, you know that's they're there. That's it. Period. Yeah, that makes me think about how we kind of started the show where you were talking about remote viewing and your first time remote viewing and meeting. Joe McGonagall. <laughs> yeah, Joe McGonagall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, feeling that you know maybe people think you're crazy for the things that you say, but but when it's when it's your normal, it's not crazy because you are living this life and you are living these experiences. Boy, another awesome question. I'm spending the rest the last half of my life trying to change people's perceptions because of what I know and what I've seen. Wow. That's that's my what I you know no ego you know it's just, it's just something I'm trying to do because what I know and what I've seen it, it's it's called awareness and people have got to develop an awareness. Yes, I totally agree with that. I think it's absolutely wonderful. And we're really we're really blessed to have you here. Thank you so much for being here today, Tom. And uh, we hope to have you back on our show next year, maybe. Um, you can find out more about Tom Dongo by visiting his website, tomdongo.com, and look for his fascinating book, Merging Dimensions, The Incredible Saga of the Bradshaw Ranch by Tom Dongo and Linda Bradshaw. And to our listeners and callers, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed our show. Thanks, Tom. Yep, yep. Been my pleasure. Definitely want to have you back. I have about a million more questions. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom. Please tune in uh, again next Friday, November 15th at 12 noon Arizona time. Um, You can find all of our broadcasts on Blog Talk Radio, and you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Please tell your friends and post about us on all your social media sites. Follow us on Facebook. We look forward to hearing from you. And And, and Tom Dongo, thank thank you you for for letting us know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.